Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites, and Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. At First Commonwealth Bank, we're committed to helping businesses thrive with business banking done right. It begins by taking the time to fully understand your business, people, and vision, developing customized plans that keep you on the path to success, proactively helping you prepare for the future so you're always ready for what's next, and providing reliable cybersecurity against fraud. When your business needs more than a bank, visit us online at fcbanking.com. First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. And Danny broke up with me on Instagram, so I said, Excuse me! She's pro wrestling's queen of mean, but behind the scenes, she's got a heart of gold and a lifetime of experiences from no holds barred tales of her relationships and rivalries to conversations with A-list superstars. The real Vicky Guerrero is ready to talk. Welcome to Excuse Me, the Vicky Guerrero Show. Excuse me! All right, we're back again this week. Thank you for joining us, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you may. It's Cherry Strauss, and of course, I'm Vicky Guerrero. Excuse me. Hello, Vicky. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it How is a you? wild. I'm good. It's a wild mood in here this week. I think yes. things are going to get nuts. Things are going to get crazy, and I think we can attribute. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. That all to this week's guest. <laughs> she is controversial she tells it like it is she has no fear she don't give a shit what people think about her and that's why i love her so much jerry I, i'm so excited to welcome medusa a hall of famer with a whole lot of history and a whole lot to talk about both professionally and personally man this yes. is a conversation unlike anything that you've heard thus far here on excuse me right vicky yeah, she's 40 years of entertainment, and this woman has a lot of wisdom and life experiences, and you guys are just going to enjoy it, so let's listen. We're going to talk again after the interview. Stay tuned for the flip side, because we're going to remind you again about this contest that we have going on. You have a chance yes. to win a Vicky Guerrero prize pack, so don't go anywhere. Listen through the whole thing, the ups, the downs. It's an emotional roller coaster, but you're <laughs> going to love it. All right, we are here, and uh, I'm going to tell you guys, we've had some, some conversations on this show the past few weeks, but this is the first one that already kind of feels like a party. I think that there's a, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes where everybody else is, but we've got Vicky, we've got Alundra, slash Deborah slash Medusa. She is here, the legend is here, and uh, we're off and running. 
Oh my gosh, welcome to our show. I'm so excited to have Deborah on Woo! Yeah, I how, wish I had all the noisemakers right now, but my mouth's big <laughs> enough to do it all. Woo! Oh okay. my gosh, how are you today? Oh, I am good today. Now, yesterday, Vicky, <laughs> let me tell you about yesterday. And um, your poor little co-host there probably got a call from me going, what the, am I, what did I screw up, Vicky, or what's going on? So anyway, long, long story short, people. I was running around crazy yesterday, and I, I'm a post-it girl. I got post-its all over my Big Mac on my desk. I got post-its <laughs> probably on my forehead. I've got them all over the house. It drives my husband crazy. And, you know, I got my journal, and then I'm thinking, whatever. I'm rushing home, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I got to get on here. Okay, what's the darn number? What's the code? Okay. And I'm like, where is everybody? Hello, I'm here. And I'm, and I'm like, and then I, I, I like called him twice. I'm like, that's not like Vicky. Vicky's never late. She's on time. She does this. She's prompt. She's perfect. And then uh, I'm like, I don't know about perfect. <laughs> well, okay. All right. So, excuse me. So, so I thought I would call her co host. And I thought, okay, now he's not answering. Okay, this is crazy. <laughs> And so I thought, text her on her phone and why? Okay, maybe she decided not to and something happened. Then I started thinking, oh, my God, something happened. Oh, please don't let anything happen to her. (laughs) And then I freaking text her. And then I looked at the date above and I went, "Um, uh, never mind. It's the wrong date. Sorry. Uh, We have our podcast tomorrow. Oh, my God. What an idiot. So let me tell you why I was late. Real quick. So I was late because. I'm, you know, like I have nothing to do, but I am a Harley enthusiast. I am a Harley yes. Davidson rider for like, I'm talking 30 years or more, right? Which so is I've pretty sexy. For, <laughs> oh, you can ride bits on mine. <laughs> oh, so, sweet. Bye, Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so Send me a picture. I, um, okay. I took, I took on another job like I have nothing else to do. Ha. Huh? But so I, I took a job at Harley Davidson. Now, this is how this happened. So my husband and I are trolling around and we're looking and we just find ourselves at Harley one day. And um, we go to this one place called um, Gator Harley in Leesburg, Florida. And it's one of the best places in Florida. I love I love them. Great, great family-oriented place. We're just out there looking around, and I'm always, oh, I like that. I'll buy that. And Alan's like, how do you like that bike? I go, I really like that because it's got a really big-ass wide seat, you know. And I can, <laughs> you know, if I have a few, if I have a few too many, and I want to park my Harley, I'm going to ride bitch with you. And he's like, okay. So I turn around. And he goes, we just bought the bike, and I'm like, what? Okay. So we bought a motorcycle. Wow. And then. So we're over by parts because I'm like, oh, we need this. We need that. Let's put this on there. About four or $5,000 later, because he had to open up a Harley Davidson credit card. Of course, you know, you get points <laughs> for that. Great. Those the damn credit like, cards. Oh, I hate credit cards. But, you know, you, <laughs> if you're lucky, you can pay them off, you know, whatever, yeah. once a month. So, so we're standing by parts and we're ordering all this stuff. And this chick, she looks like she's 23 years old. She's just barking out this stuff like she knows her crap and she's a baby and I looked at her I said girl you got it going on you are so smart I said you should be like the manager of the parts department she goes I am I went what and I'm like no girl and she's only like 20 something and I'm like 
damn, this is so Good cool. Good for her. I said, oh my God. Yeah, and I go, God, I really love to work here. She goes, um, you, you, you ride, right? I'm like, yeah. She goes, oh, well, she turns around. She goes, come in and come in tomorrow, and I'll talk to you, and I'll, I'll hire you. I'm like, what? And then so I started thinking, and like, she didn't know who I was or anything like that, nor was I going to tell her. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, okay. Blah. And so I, I, I spoke to Alan's like, yeah, Deb, why don't you work there? We'll get free part. You know, you get a discount. Yeah. Yeah, those employee discounts so, are great. Anyway, so yeah. So now the real reason why I work there is because my grandmother rode a Harley her whole life. She's 97 years old. She retired her motorcycle recently and I've got it in my garage and I'm going to restore it. And so it's going to be a slow process while, you know, yeah. So I worked there a day or two a week and yesterday I was was running late and I'm like, Oh, I just got home from Harley like around 7:30 at night. So did you say that that she retired her motorcycle recently? Has she been yeah. riding lately? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's fun. hot. That's hot. Yeah. Now that's sexy. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. She's an amazing, amazing woman. She, um, still to this day, she goes up and down stairs. She doesn't have a walker. She doesn't take any drugs that I know of or anything. She, um, she reupholsters furniture. She makes wedding dresses for women across the United States. She sews. She's a seamstress. And, yeah, and I think the only reason why she retired her Harley is because she was reupholstering a um, love seat, and she went to flip it over on the wooden horses. And I, I think I'm sure you know what they are—the little wooden yeah. like contractors and stuff. So anyway, the wooden horse she um, flipped over the sofa to tack on the little tackers, um, little beads, and the thing went crashing down on her foot and shattered her bones. You know, at night, you know, whatever oh my age. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah and. She, and it, oh my God, she had to have pins in her teeth. Whatever she did, she broke it. She couldn't hold up her bike anymore. Pretty Oh my fast. gosh. Well, that explains where you get your motivation and empowerment and your busy schedule that you just, you're always on the go. And I'm so um, in awe when I look at your Instagram and you're somewhere different every day. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? The reason why I told you this whole story is because of that. And that's where I kind of wanted to start is, is, the header of our podcast is inspiration, right? <laughs> where do we, where yeah. do we get that from? You know, who do we get that yeah. from? How do, we, how are we the way we are and how did we get there? So I, I truly believe that a lot of it is in our genes. Um, if it comes from medical or the history of, um, you know, our uh, traits. And right. so I, I believe that it skips generations in a lot of ways more so when it comes to um, certain traits and genetics. So yeah. I definitely have my grandmothers. Absolutely. Well, and um, I'm just very grateful because I'm, you know, I've been very lucky throughout our career, Vicki, you know, mm-hmm, in entertainment. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I just got to really chalk that up to being aware and being you know, I guess, you know, a super jock during the um, beginning of my career of uh, pro wrestling that I was in it for just, you know, to make a difference and change the whole trajectory of women's wrestling and yeah. to a whole different path from where it was when I was wrestling Moolah and Sherry and Wendy right at the end of their days. Here comes this girl shaking things up and being totally <laughs> looked at like I was some 
freak. And so <laughs> that's been my whole life, you know, just, well, you know. Yeah. You know, for our listeners who are new to our podcast, um, we just want to inform them of who you are because your history, Deborah, is just, I mean, it is, um, elite and unique because, uh, I mean, you've been an entertainer for over 40 years. Uh, you were inducted into the WWE hall of fame, uh, in 2015, correct? At, at WrestleMania, that would be 31, correct? Yeah. I 32 somewhat. I don't, I can't remember what WrestleMania, but I can tell you the year 2015. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> um, you were a former monster truck driver, which was just inspiring to me. I've always wanted to be in those trucks and like, I always just wanted to flip them. I think that would have been so fascinating to me. <laughs> I don't, yeah, yeah, right. I don't know, but I, the around 18 years of wrestling and uh, 18 years of monster truck. So we've got about 36 years of those two um, put together. And yeah. then um, I, I hear dogs. Whose dogs are those? Those are mine. Those are mine. What kind? What kind are they? Oh, I have a white Jimmy Shepherd and a rescue Chihuahua. My husband calls it a Chihuahua. Oh, well, is that is that the <laughs> Chihuahua barking? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> roar, roar. Yeah, because Chihuahuas <laughs> act like they they they're really big, you know. Yeah, Jay, so, do you want to um, do you want to ask uh, Deborah anything? It, you, it's really just something that I noticed in talking about your career and looking back at your career and remembering it the way I watched it as I grew up, which is that from WCW to WWF back to WCW, you were a part of the limelight for so long and always kind of in that high level national picture somewhere in pro wrestling, even when there wasn't like a sufficient women's division around you, there was always a place for you. And I think that was uh, a testament to how good you were in the ring, how good you were out of the ring, your star power, just everything you brought to the wrestling world during your whole career. So I think that in and of itself is the mark of someone who's rightfully a Hall of Famer and a legend. Well, I don't know if that's a long-ass question, but thank It wasn't you. a question at all. It was really just, it was really me just rambling like, like somebody, you know, somebody yeah, talking to himself in the corner. Before, but, before you were saying, I used to watch you, please, I, I don't, don't be... You used to watch me when you were a kid. Let me see. How old are you? I am 42, so not a kid, but when what I was a baby. Uh, you know, He's a my, baby. Oh, come he on. is a baby. Yeah. Yep, yep, just a baby. But anyway, thank you. And here's the thing though too. Um you know, Vicky's been around the business a long time and and I I revert Vicky's life even though she's been in the business, but I, I give her so much accolade and um, parallel respect because oh it's kind of like being the, no, hear me out. Just hear me out because a lot of people, we don't talk about this and we just happen to be talking to me and you're here and you have yeah. the podcast and blah, blah, blah. So you're going to get a little oomph here. So I parallel okay. her with being almost like an army wife. You know what I mean? So she goes through everything just like, you know, of a wife of a wrestler when she was married to Eddie, right? So right. it she, she feels it. She sees yeah. it. She gets it. And believe me, every every up and every down the family goes through. And so I feel that 
I may have been the subject and had all of this. That's great. But look at Vicki. Vicki was the subject herself and up and down, but she also had to live it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one way to look at it and really respect the people that have double duty. And so thank you for me, but thank you for the people that also are literally or was and still is maybe married to it. And um, I, I, I give a lot of credit to the women, of course, before me, because they definitely set the tone for me to raise the vibration higher. And, and from that, it went from every era. Every era had its place. Every era was supposed to be there when it was supposed to be there. Are there some that I would have done or not done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there some I agree with? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But you know, I agree with that. <laughs> every, every place and every woman, you know, was at, at the place at that time. And so that's what you did. And um, I respect that. It's some of it wasn't my choices. Yeah, absolutely. Some of it wasn't my choices, but that's what they, that was their job at that time. Even though some of them, some of them were fighting for different things. And I truly respect that. Um, The women that I was wrestling were the women that actually made it possible. So I can honestly say I got to wrestle Mula in a a decent match. Gosh, that's incredible. Incredible. Oh my God. No, not just, you know, when they were 80 or 90 and you know what I mean? I got to wrestle when she could wrestle and I got to, you know, Wendy Richter and Sherry Martell. I got to share a hotel room and she became one of my best buddies, Miss Elizabeth, you know, and oh my God, you know, and then, and then I've got the best crazy mother mofo stories by by being with Luna on the road. You know oh, what I mean? She was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, please. And then I had, I had, I had, and I still have, my heart is in Japan. And it was one of the best times of my life is the decision I made is when I went to go live in Japan for three years. And that's when I knew what I had to do if I wanted to change the path of women's wrestling, because we were an odd, we, we were a sideshow. We were not respected in a level. Hell, when I first started, I mean, our names didn't, were not on the marquee. It wasn't on the damn sheet. It was just, you know, we were all the way down and it was, and more. Yeah, you know, to see, you know, I mean, God, I feel like a, a fossil almost, but it's like, I, you know, I, I being from the first part and all, and just think, and now I, I got to wrestle with the new generation. Yeah. Who can have honestly done that? But, you know, you know so, Deb- I'm re- very thankful for from Mula that started it with the greatest women all the way to the new little girls today. Yeah. But you know, Deborah, what you were probably one of the first women that I was watching that had the confidence and the balls to get the WWE title and throw it in the trash on WCW. You have no idea. I had a house full of brothers and friends that thought that that was unreal. And I didn't understand all of it because I, I was still, you know, young. But 
growing through the going through the industry and marrying Eddie and seeing the respect, I'm like, oh my God, like sh you had no fear. And I learned that from you because, you know, it's the women that came before me, such as yourself, that I learned that, hey, I can have confidence and I can ruffle some feathers and I'm going to be okay. And that, that was just such a strong statement for me that I always had that, um, just that admiration for you. And, you know, going back to meeting you and doing your podcast, like I was in awe because I told you, you know, that you are just an amazing woman that set the path for many women to have their own voice, you know, and to have the strength to say, Hey, this is what I want to do. And not that it always worked out, you know, when the show was getting written, but, you know, but we could still say, this is what I want to do. And whether it was taken down or not, we had, we had our voice to say what we wanted to say. Thanks, Vic. Yeah. You know, there was so much in that whole statement and I, I uh, you know, okay, let me, when you were sitting there, and, you know, you say, when I drop the title in the trash, Vicki, there's so much more to that than just me <laughs> dropping that bet. title in the trash. And I, I shared a little bit on the, you know, WWE Network, you know, uh -huh. with, um, um, what's his name? Oh, God, he's going to kill me. I can't say oh, Anyway, uh, Lacey, uh, uh John, JBL. J JBL. Oh, my yeah. God. I love you. Ding, ding, I love ding. you. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, so um, I shared a lot, but I knew better not to share everything. And, and because I know that I've always had in the last 25 years, I've always been writing my biography, you know, yeah. and I know it's coming to fruition and I know it's going to be out here very soon. So that true story and feeling is in the book. And, you know, I'll just give you a short little bullet point or synopsis that it was, that started the the revolution of equality because I had it, you know, yeah. because Vince got rid of women because he wanted to make a change for his company and save money. So you get rid of women. I was so hurt. I was so disappointed. And I yeah. was so like, why women? You know, why? Yeah. And I was so I was so freaking hurt. And, but, you know, I said to myself, yeah, you know, it's business. You got to do what you do. I honestly said that because I thought, well, you know, he's going through the IRS problems. He's going through the um, steroid scandal and he almost yeah. is closing his doors. Who knows? So it's like, okay, I forgive you, but I was pissed, you know? Yeah. And of then, you know, and, and then I, you know, that was the breadwinner. But no one thought of that as a woman being the breadwinner and thinking, like, I had to feed people back then. Oh, hell no. You just go on and you, you, be, you be barefoot and go make some pies, little girl. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I'll, I'll pie you in the face and say that one more time. And so, um, and then when I got the opportunity from Eric Bischoff, you know, him and I never thought that that would be um, – not a it doesn't define who I am a defining moment maybe but not it doesn't define who I am me dropping right. the title in the press but it was one of the biggest ballsy movements in it, it was a movement Absolutely. It, it moved <laughs> it moved wrestling and guess what it was start no one else very little guys will say anything the guys that are true men that have the courage and you know, the confidence nowadays to put women over will say something and say that, you know, was the start of Monday Night War. 
because yeah. You, oh my! But you don't want to hear. All you hear is, "Oh, it was Hogan and Nash and Hall and his." And I'm like, blah, just, blah, I was blah. there first. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. <laughs> but whatever. You know, oh, but you know. You know, Deborah, how you influenced Eddie was, you know, when he was with the Radicals with Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, Chris Benoit, and they oh, were yeah. gonna, and they were jumping from WCW to WWE. And Eddie's the one who told me about your story. He goes, people have screwed other companies. And he mentioned you. And, I, and that's when I started learning about, you know, who you were and, and more meaning behind, you know, you dropping the title on the trash can and making a statement. And Eddie's like, I can make a statement too. And because I feel this, this deep about it. And he was so miserable in WCW, the tables were turned, you know, in our stories, but he brought you up and he was like, you know, Medusa did it. And so this is something that I can do too, because she, she gave us that, that example that it can be done. And I was always so impressed by how much Eddie had admiration for you and respect and when I saw oh him do God. it, and when he, you know, I saw, I saw him do that. And I was, and I got on your podcast. I'm like, oh my gosh, Eddie would be so happy. I'm sitting here, you know, with you. Oh, it, it's, it's I love Eddie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Eddie was so amazing. You know how everyone felt about Eddie, but it just, yeah. it's oh just my God. Circle, just, you know how we, you, we go yeah. Through. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else had, had the biggest kahunas ever to actually come up to me after was um, Mick Foley and said, you know, you know, Deuce, I, I really got to apologize and I'm sorry, but I drank the Kool-Aid. I said, what the hell are you talking about? This was, this was after I got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like, I don't know if it was like immediate after or a year after or a few months. I don't know. But he, I'll never forget when he said, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid and I'm, I, I apologize because I really didn't understand why you threw the title, in, you know, in the trash. And he goes, now I understand. And I'm, I, I apologize. I was just following everybody else and I get it. And I was like, wow, wow how many other people were drinking the damn Kool-Aid? Everybody. Yeah, a lot. Everybody you know? was. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how it is. That Kool-Aid's pretty good. <laughs> what flavor is it this month? <laughs> hey, Deborah, what are your memories with China? You know, because uh, you said that you were becoming best friends with her before she passed away. How was she? Because a lot of people don't, no relationship that she, you know, as a friend, you know, and you were closest to her. How, how was that friendship? Wow. Okay. Here's some raw. This is okay. This is downright good raw stuff. Never even told. And I'm going to give it to you because I love you. And so, no, I mean, not because I want like, you know, breaking story, but it needs to be told. And I get in depth, you know, when about my documentary, we'll talk about that later, and, yeah. and, and even more for my book. So, okay, I I will have to tell you that Tamara Sitch, Sunny, is mm-hmm. the one that got us two connected, and um, she was really close to Joni, China at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, she was get she was making her documentary in fact and um we were giggling and we were talking and we us three were talking in depth about something that we want to do Mm -hmm. and it's something pretty remarkable you know um and it's coincidental and 
um, all three of us were on board. And and then it happened. It, you know, camera just took a bad curve and I, I tried wheeling her in a few times and, you know, just hung on tight and tried to, you know, guide her and help her in so many ways. And, um, and then speaking to Joni China, I keep calling her Joni, but you know, it'll always be Joni to me, but yeah. China, um, uh, talking to her, I still have her last voice message on my old phone. Oh and my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I think it was the, the day before she passed, it was exactly almost 36 hours. And um, she said, she said, Hey girl, Oh my God, I can't wait till we, you know, see each other and we do this. I am so glad I got to know you. You know, we've been through a lot in, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is so cool. And um, we talked about things and uh, lots of apologies because of the hearsay in the business that you hear. And then we finally, you know how you do that. You hear shit about other people and you're like, you know, you don't want to believe anything until you talk to the person. And we finally right. all had to come, come to Jesus talk. It was so, it was like, ah! you know, it was like so awesome. And, um, and then I called her and here it is. It's like, I called her and it was just right before and it rang and rang and rang and it didn't answer. And I thought, okay, that's weird. She just told me to call her. So, and then it rang and rang and someone picked up and all I heard was, ah, ah. and then it hung up and then, and, and she was gone and I heard oh she died. Gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then I'm like, God, are you kidding me? What was happening right there? You know what I mean? Yeah. What yeah. was that? And I just, I beat myself up every day. Like what, what could I have done? It, or was that anything? Was she sleeping? Was she, did, you know, was she, I don't know. Was she exhausted? Yeah. You know, I don't know. And oh, hellfire, you know? Yeah. Sometimes we don't understand things and how they're happening and, you know, our, our higher power, you know, God knows what, what the path is and he knows the reason for how things are supposed to happen. And we never understand things, you know, why people leave us when they do. And, um, but how great of it that, you know, she was reaching out to you. We finally a, connected. Yeah. We yeah. had great friends and it's okay because, you know, um, getting camera back on track now and you know we may have lost her but you know god forbid if anything happens to camera you know i've got yeah. it i've got the yeah. stories in my head and you know a lot of memories. i just hope we can do something yeah mm-hmm. yeah yep i can't say anymore but yeah wow jerry yeah. do you have anything before we talk about something else <laughs> well i i, I, I want to <laughs> If we can, for a second, just go back to something you said earlier that kind of piqued my interest. You talked about how everybody kind of in, in, in wrestling, but especially sort of in, in your lineage, like everyone sets the table for those who come after them um, and, and kind of set that stage. Do you find 
I'm curious because you were away from wrestling for so long. Now the last few years, it, it feels like you've come back to be a part of things a lot more and mm-hmm. with the Hall of Fame and just being a part of WWE in general, having that connection. Do you, have you found over the years that you've gotten that love and that respect from those who've come after you, who've looked back and, and kind of acknowledged what you've done to set the stage for them? Good question. That is great. It's beautiful. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so when I was leaving WCW in, let's see, I retired in 2001. And so I knew I was going to leave at the end of 99. I made up my mind because I just saw the change in wrestling and where it was going and what they were doing with women. They had me prancing out there in damn bras and barbecue matches. And I, uh, yeah, I had it. I had horrible. it. I, you know, you know, like I said, there's a, there's something for everyone. It was changing, but it wasn't for me. So I, you know, and I just said, I, you know, peace out 18, I'm done. You know, this is, this is where it's going. This wasn't, this is not what I signed up for. So, right. um, you know, you, it, it was like a platform of a, a Harry Weinstein controlling all of these women, like a bunch of puppets and it pissed me off, you know, well, that's and a good a lot example. Of lasc- <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of lascivious bullshit, excuse me, but a yeah. lot of lascivious, um, control acts and just men controlling, you know, in the, in the boardroom, in the hallways, into the, you know, into the the meetings, into the, in the closets, into the, whatever the hell. But the most thought is that they were controlling my life and how I was walking out on that stage when I was a damn respected person and no one, no one was going to treat me that way. You know, you may have a lot of guys around a, tur- a, a table jerking off, making decisions about my life. Well, that's where it stopped. You know, I may, you. Have dropped the ti- I may have dropped the title one time and, you know, and then it was like, you know, they didn't, their excuse was, we just didn't know what to do with you. My comeback was, well, then you must be shitty writers. You know, then you can't <laughs> figure out anything for me to do. Well, then you know what? It's back on you. If your ratings are filing, you know, failing, it isn't, my, you know, my fault. Well, you know, we are a team. I take that back because sometimes you're only as good as the production, the lights, the makeup people, you and the talent, you know, okay, we're a group. But however, but my scene, because I'm part actress, I'm a part gymnast, I'm a part stunt person, and I'm a damn wrestler, first and foremost, if it ain't coming across that way and delivering that way because of it, you know, the, um, the writing, then that's, it falls on you. So right. when I was leaving and I said, okay, it's time for me to retire because I own the name Medusa. I trademarked that. I trademarked that 40 years ago when every guy looked at me and told me I, I was nuts and crazy. What are you doing? You, what do you think you're something? Oh God, let me tell you, that was another story back then. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh then I got business cards. They're like some chicken wrestling's got a business card and she trademarked her name. Who the hell is this girl? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a whole other story back then. But anyway, so I said, I'm retiring, and um, I'm out of here. So a friend of mine, um, he used to work in wrestling, and he got out of the business, and he started working for a motorsports company. So around 99, he got word that, you know, I wanted to leave. My contract was up in 2001, and plus I wanted to get out because I got 
you know, the, the, the pigeon came across, took a shit on everybody. Hopefully it missed me and told me, hey, Vince is buying this thing. You better get out before your name is taken, right? So um, I own the trademark, but I didn't want it delivered over as he bought the company. Or, But I guess he had control and he may not have wanted me anyway. So I... Um, I uh, got his phone call, and he said, hey, Deuce, what are you doing? His name is Mike Weber, and, and an amazing guy. I've always had his back during the businesses. He's always, you know, I've had his. He's had mine. He says, Deuce, what are you doing? I said, I'm, I'm retiring. I'm out of here, man. I'm, you know, I'm sick of getting barbecue sauce down my crap, and I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> so he goes, well, what do you think about monster trucks? You want to, you, you want to, want to drive a monster truck? I'm like, what? Are you What? what do you mean a monster truck? And, and like, I've never seen one ever. Anyway, they flew me out. I, I passed it. Those are in other stories I tell, but I passed it. I started driving and 18 years later. So around 2015 or 14, excuse me, I got a call and I was sitting in a driver's meeting before racing in the monster truck. And I had my phone and it was just sitting there because the driver's meeting, you have to put them down and things start vibrating. I'm like, God, damn, this thing keeps going out. Dang it. I looked at it and it said, um, uh, please uh, call me. This is uh, WWE Talent Relations. And I didn't recognize oh, wow. the number. I'm like, yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, man, what fan got my nut? Damn it. <laughs> and I'm like, really? And I put the phone down and start buzzing, buzzing. And it says, um, this is Talent Relations. Uh, please call the WWE office. And I'm like, uh, well, I don't know. Well, they wouldn't say it. And I'm thinking, oh, after all of these years, I haven't heard from them since the belt incident. I'm like, oh, my God. What are you <laughs> I'm like, um, <laughs> oh, no. Well, let me tell you, ever since that belt incident, you know, I never got a royalty check for 20 something years. So, um, wow. and, and so uh, I'm thinking, well, do they mean my address now because of taxes am i gonna get hit with something after all tv i'm like oh my god oh no my mind started working i'm like oh my gosh i bet they need my address for taxes that's it so i thought okay i'll deal with it later so i get in the dressing room and i you know i'm starting to get undressed and i'm putting on my fire suit and you know got all my stuff and and i call and it it, it finally it said uh, this is dave carano you know what from WWE and I'm like oh yeah I know that name DeCrono so I'm like okay so I hit Carano back and you know he says hey hi my name's you know Carano and I work for WWE Talent Relations and how you doing and I'm like good do you need my address for taxes <laughs> <laughs> he starts clapping or something like that and it's like no and I'm like well what, what do, do you, you need <laughs> yeah I go what do you what do you need and he's like well how are you doing? I go, I'm, I'm doing great. I'm in a driver's meeting. I'm just getting, I said, I'm a, actually, I'm butt-ass naked. I'm getting dressed for my race, for my show. I said, what's up? <laughs> no shit. No kidding. I'm not kidding. And so he's like, oh, oh, uh, well, well, we would like to know if you'd like to be inducted to the Hall of Fame next year. And I said, are you kidding me? I go, I said, is Vince good with this? Because he doesn't like me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he's like, Oh no, everything's cool. He goes, it's all past, and Vince is really good with it. And um, Hunter's the one that made the amends, and he's, it's all good. I'm like, are you kidding me? Well, well, I'm, gosh, yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be on, sure. Like, I think I said, well, wait a minute. 
No, that's during my world finals, I think, for racing, because we had world finals for racing in Vegas every year. I go, what's the date? And I said, oh, that's cool. It's it's uh, right before or something, or I don't know. But it ended up being on the same weekend. So I got, I got released from um, the world finals from the monster trucks just to go. And um, when I hung up the phone, I, it was like, Vicki, you ever been in a place like you're sitting there and everything just cloudy. It's like it's like you're just black, not not blacking out. It's just like you're floating. It's like where, what the hell? Where am I? What just happened? And, yeah. <laughs> and I got my fire suit. I've got my fire suit down around my ankles, and I'm butt ass naked, and I've got my little <laughs> fire fire suit bra thing on. And I got Jerry, my put your tongue like, back in your mouth. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No. So, and so and no, no, no. You get so I'm like. All of a sudden, like, are you kidding? And I started saying other things. Are you effing kidding me? Are you, what the, what just that? And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shit. And I started screaming, and I got running around. I got little things around. My, I got my damn fire suit around my ankle. And I'm like, yes, yeah, woo. And I'm like, wow. there's, there's like, there's nobody here to hear me. I can't share it with nobody. I said, damn, I'm in a bad place. I couldn't share it with nobody. <laughs> And I'm naked. What the hell? So, um, yeah, so that's how that happened. But then to answer more to your question is I was scared because the inevitable, of course, I first thought, oh, my God, what is anyone going to accept me? I mean, this is a whole new, this is a whole new platform. This yeah. is. I said, none of these girls are going to know me. They're not going to, no one likes me. This is how I left wrestling that I never thought, not once, Vicky. I never thought once that anyone liked me, respected me, wanted to be my friend. I didn't, you know, I had very few, you know, acquaintances, friends that I even kept in the business because that's the way it kind of was, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, I didn't, I left wrestling. I didn't have anybody. Really, I kept in I kept in contact with Sherry and me and Jake the Snake and I think one other or two were the only ones at her funeral. So I mean, there's only a few, and and I'm thinking I, I I'm more scared to go back and you know be in this really cool machine now than compares to where it was. But I will tell you, when I went back, it was. Nothing that I expected. I will tell you, every, they were so nice. It, it, they were nice. I will tell well, you, I, I, I can't even lie. It was, they were nice. They were very um, gracious. The girls were, I mean, every single one, Vicki, and, you know, you and I have talked about other things, and we're going to leave that out of here. But every yeah. single one was nice, you know, and, and they were warming. And I thought, what the hell? This is nothing like the past old days. <laughs> this is amazing. I said, some somebody's teaching these kids nowadays, you know. Or maybe it was just their upbringing. Maybe it's a whole different breed, you know. Yeah. But yeah, but it was. They were really nice, and they welcomed me. And I will tell you, um, Natty did set the platform when she did the introduction to my um, yeah speech, she sure and did. she set the tone for me to be able to deliver it the way I did. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 
you know, she did amazing, amazing. She's a good intro for <laughs> Hall of Fame yeah. speeches. She did mine. She did best. She did, you know. So. Yeah, and, and your Hall of Fame speech was so emotional and heartwarming, you know, and the way you talk about Thank people you. and you, you would start to cry and you really feel your gratitude. And there was a lot of people that, that did love you during your career and, and supported oh. you. And so I, I think that was so refreshing. I didn't know until later that I, I never had so many veteran wrestlers come up to me. Do you know who was really nice was Scott Hall. Scott Hall, I'll never forget this. Scott wow. Hall came up to me. Yeah, Scott Hall came up to me and goes, Deuce, you know, we've been on the road a lot together, but I'll tell you, we, we respected the shit out of you, girl. I, he goes, Aww. I will tell you, every guy, every guy was so scared to have, not so scared, but they, they just hated to follow you and Bo McConnell instead when you guys had your match, they did not want to follow you. And I just kind of looked at him like, is he put me over? Because and he and no, it wasn't. And then Sean Waltman was another one. He's like, Deuce man, you guys killed it. And we a lot of us just didn't want to follow. You know, it's just I like, are you kidding me? And I look at this guy, are you kidding me? You're just telling me this now and I thought you hated me for twenty five years. Oh my god. I'm gosh. not that was the opening and, and, and I'm looking around like how many people actually really I just didn't know. I didn't know Vicky. It was I I I came I went back to the hotel after that and there's so many cute stories in between. Oh my god, I want to tell you all of them, but I can't <laughs> it's like because we don't have time and blah, 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 blah. but I went back to the hotel and I freaking cried, not just because of happiness, because I told my husband I said, I can't believe people like me. You know, like there, or they respect me because I, I told them, I said, I didn't think anyone did. Well, you know, you know, Deborah, when you laugh. How people in our business, like you or me or anybody, I'm sure there's times in our life that we just think, oh my God. But on the out world, on the outer world, everyone thinks like, you know, we have this, but it's like, I am an introvert. Vicky, I'm (laughs) an introvert. I don't agree with that statement. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) I am going to have to disagree with that. I am. But, you know, Deborah, when you left, we didn't have social media. And so we really didn't have a connection with a lot of people until social media came where you could look people up and message them and, and, you know, follow their day and follow, you know, the things that they're doing. So, you know, probably when you, by the time you came back to being inducted into the hall of fame, you just, it opened up all these doors and, and we were all excited for you. And, and so just like it was finally it happened what after 21 years they finally inducted you <laughs> it's just it's awesome that was what i said that's so funny i go remember in the speech i go after 21 years i'm like <laughs> and i go what took you so long yeah. <laughs> but you know uh deborah with you being um so uh seen in the public eye you have a website a website now that you we're able to, um, it's called my personal revelation series. And so I'm so moved by this because, um, this is about your true life story and do you want to fill people in of what you want to do with this project? Thanks. Yeah. I, okay. So we all go through, um, tragedies or trauma and, you know, we hopefully that it all goes and graduates to some triumphant thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I am, uh, I sat here and thought, you know, who and how in our industry and how do I do this, Vicki? I'm talking to you 
and and mm-hmm. your co I always I always say co host. I know you got a name, but it's hey co host, baby. Woo. But I, I'm thinking <laughs> how how do I Vic how as I had a few come to Jesus talks with myself and I'm always re- trying to reinvent myself and I get asked back to go back to 2015, you sign the legends contract and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and you're intimately intertwined with these girls that are 20 years old and 30. And I sit back and I go, what the hell are you going to do? You can't compete against 20 year olds. Dumbass. <laughs> so what are you going to have to do to reinvent yourself to make it relevant? Right. You're so awesome. <laughs> But but the hey I I look at my crap every day in the in the mirror going what the frick so okay so I I think what how can you reinvent yourself at fifty seven years old what are you going to do to make yourself relevant and still out there and interesting to a demographic that I had in monster trucks which are from three year olds to ninety nine and then wrestling. You have basically they're from you know they're getting a little younger, but Monster Truck still have has them hands down from really young kids. But yeah. you know your, your teenage years all the way to thirties and forties, and then they start dropping off in the demographics and wrestling. Mm-hmm. But how are you going to keep yourself relevant like that? You know, and I I struggle with that every day, and I'm thinking I need a. Re- a a revolution or an evolution within myself and it has to be personal and I've got to be okay with it. So how do I tell my story and just be me? The thing is, is just be me. And um, yeah. And so I've always been writing a book, but I, that's coming to fruition real quick. So I thought, well, I've got to learn to change with the times or else I'm just going to be a horse and buggy my whole life. So I either got to keep up, on social media, but how am I going to do that and reach everybody? So I thought, okay, you always keep a good group of people around you. And then because, yeah, you try to, right? You keep that distance and whatever. So I got a really great group of people that I met and, um, oh my God, amazing people. And so I thought with their knowledge and my, you know, my hard work, their hard work and everything together to collaborate, we're going to do what's best for Medusa and say, how are we going to jumpstart and market her biography? Well, the hot thing right now is a documentary or a web series or something like that. So yeah. we're putting together the documentary backslash web series to kickstart the marketing for the biography. And let me tell you, this biography, Vicki, is... I'm I'm doing it in a really different way. Don't tell nobody. I can't tell you what it is. You like that, everybody? So, yeah. And I wait till you see how I'm hitting this biography. It's freaking phenomenal. You know, the trailer is so emotional. Have you seen the trailer, Jerry, on her website? Yes, I have. It's It's, Oh, you have? Okay, let me me ask you something. Vicki, I'll ask you because you're you're a girl and you're emotional. I want to get a man's perspective just for the help, just first. So I want, what did you think of the trailer? I, I mean, I, it just made me want to see more. It's, it's the epitome of what a trailer should be. So I was excited even more so, not just for the project, but to talk to you and get more information about it. Well, what do you think it's about when you see the trailer? I mean, I just, 
I guess maybe I knew too much about what I was going to see. So, I mean, I just assumed in general that it was some sort of kind of metaphorical. I, I mean, I just, I was just looking at it as a trailer for this autobiographical uh, content, but I, mm -hmm. what, yeah, I mean, I, 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 what did you think, Vicky? As, well, as, you as know, he's like, struggling, Vicky. He's struggling, so you need to help <laughs> well, him out. Well, well you know, him. I, I've, I've talked to you before, Deborah. You know, but to yes. actually see the trailer on your website, you know, to from a kid's point of view, for me having kids and um, yes. you know, thank God my kids never went through child abuse and and, and trauma oh. and torture. Mm -hmm. But you know, there there are. It's a real situation, and it's something that everyone needs to uh to speak about and and you have no. the bra you have the bravery and the and the courage and strength to put your story out there because there's going to be so many people they're going to be like wait i this that's me in that video and that's so heavy especially in today's society because it's um it's it's a it's a sad situation but you are turning this around to where you're you're gonna i think you quote it yourself as survival is the best revenge and i love isn't that the love greatest i don't know where i got that statement. from but i got chills just now yeah i just i think that that's just so emotional because even like with me going through eddie's death i wasn't gonna let that define me and have me be put in yep. a corner and just sit there yep. and do nothing because i'm pissed off you know it was up to me to get up and and you have that that movement in your trailer that you want to show people that you didn't let that define you and i think that's just i applaud you for that thank you do you guys got a couple more minutes because i will explain that is that cool yes go ahead sure. okay all right so so with what i did and explained to you about the reasoning for this is the first step of the whole reinvention of myself and that is my personal revolution so let's start off is when i started this think about um I handpicked, um, we're going to have six episodes in the um, documentary backslash web series. And I'm dedicating it as to, to, you know, childhood, to, to growing up, teen, um, experiencing life and moving into the entertainment world and two episodes of that. Mm -hmm. So you know, they just both multi, they all mold together. Um, I can't say it's going to be your regular story, which is starts off with, you know, hey, I grew up this, and then you end it with that. But this can, it's going to be pretty remarkable. However, awesome. in that trailer, in that trailer, the, there's, there's been childhood trauma. And there's been from trauma to overcoming the adversities of the teenager from what she went through as a child and how it um, paved the way into decision-making of what she chose and all of the defining moments within that, what happened that this woman has kept inside her and has absolutely not shared with one person. There is 70% wow. of this, stuff in this book that I have not even shared with my husband and oh my that I have, kept, I have kept it inside I have not spoke to any psychologist I've not spoke to anybody for 57 years 
And so oh, Deborah, wow. Oh, but I'm a self healer and I, I get my warrior strength from my grandmother and I've watched <laughs> what she's been through. And I just think about that all the time. Now there's some things in the book that you, I don't, I haven't read, you know, agreed with some of my relations with my grandmother and it is so moving and unbelievable and what I go through with her and, and how she's been my hero my whole life. And then the door opens and I realize something that is so life changing. And it just, it broke my heart and it totally turned around and it became something greater. Wow. It's so crazy. And then um, I did have some childhood trauma. However, the experiences I had with my mother and it really, it carried through, through my life. It carried through my life with my friends, with my relationships with men, my marriage, and maybe some of my decisions that I made, Mm -hmm. but I love my mother. However, the day I had to do the reenactment was the first time I had to really face it and the fear and relive it was horrifying. And there's only two trauma things that we're going to do because it doesn't need to be beat up. However, this is going to be an all feel good um, uh, educating and openly talkative hopefully for others to either resonate with or if they haven't gone through the 106,000 things that I went through um, I'm sure there's going to be something that somebody can relate to if not they're going to know somebody and then I am pairing with somebody and there'll be a hotline at the end um, and just very educating and hopefully if there's just one person that I can help that's what it's about and um and then I'm, you know, and of course I would love to tour about it and advocate. That's awesome. And uh, my passion for it isn't just a tattletale book. You know, everyone thinks or feels, and I've heard it on the other side, that everyone's scared shitless about my wrestling book and what I'm going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not about you guys. No. And I'm not telling stories about whatever. Uh, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I've got other things that are more educational. Right. Good for <laughs> but, you. Oh, my God. Yeah, I will tell you this. And every time I say this, this person knows who that person is. But I'll never forget when the person found out I was writing my book, I got a call and said, if I'm in your book, I'm suing you. What does that tell you? Oh, a lot of guilt I'm like, there. I, I, I'm like, I said, I, uh, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it's kid, funny. But- yeah. That just shows how guilty people are and how they treated people yes. from before. Yes. Oh, there's. There were so many bad people, so many bad people. And I, I, I experience a lot of that in my book and I express it, but I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't say names. I don't say anybody. So eh, I just blew that anyway. So I don't well, say, you. you know, who people are. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 it's not worth it. You know, well, you don't want to give them power because the power is not worth it, it to them. They have the power over yeah. me at that time because right. not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, the trailer is so much more than that. And, you know, here's the hardest thing. Here's the takeaway. Um, and I'll let you guys go. But 
when I said I had to finally face fear in its face, and that's when I realized and came up with this slogan, you know, that um, survival is the best revenge is the time when, you know, of course this happened recently when I had to do this, when I, we did the filming months and months ago, is that, you know, I had to you know, fly, you know, I flew and spoke to my mother and told her what I was doing. And I just, I lost a mother because of it again. You know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah, but again, you know, that I shared with my husband and he said it was, it was a part that, you know, it's just guilty conscience. Yeah, and, that's um, what it is. Yeah. And I, I, I love her, you know, and it, it, he said, he said the, be- the better thing that she could have said or done was, you know, look, I was, you know, I, I effed up and blah, blah, blah. This is great. This is empowering. Let's move on. Let's make it to a good thing. But I'll do it on my own. I don't need, yeah. you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's going to be great. It's a good, oh, wait. This will have you happy. It'll make you sad. It'll piss you off. But you're going to go out fist pumping, I swear. Well, I I can't wait for the final, you know, project to be completed and I'm behind you, Deborah. And I've told you that I'm just, just talking to you. I get so empowered and motivated and um, I wish you the best in this, but I have three, I have two questions for you. And then we have a fun yes. question to end yes. our, our um, interview with you. Uh, we had some questions from Twitter and there was a, um, a sweet lady at Kara and three one five that said, if you had to choose one more match, who would it be? Well, I, <laughs> well how, how do you answer that? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't, well, I guess, you know, you know, I've noticed too, that there's a very select few that get to continuously be um, on the roster out there and, <laughs> Yeah, you know, from our past, you know, um, yeah. and like, you know, there are still talent that's there from the Attitude Era, and there's still talent before the Attitude Era, hello. Um, but anyway. Um, that's another show. You know, oh, yeah, that's another shit show. Excuse me. Can you, oh, I got it. You know what we need to do? I just thought of it. You know, and, and then you um, swing me back around track here. Um, I just thought of this, and I think it's hot, and I think you heard it here first. You heard it here first, people. I think Vicky and I start our own um, remake and make it a new name, Legends House, with a bunch of women, and we'll get our oh own my sponsors. Gosh. I am there. <laughs> I have a podcast to start it. <laughs> but, I th- you know, are you kidding me? Can you imagine? I know. I think we do. Hey, everybody. We, we, so anybody out there that wants to do that, let's do it. I know. Do that'd I, be awesome. Do I get to at okay, least visit so- on, on yes. like a Sunday or something, get some pizza. Okay, cool. Yeah. You can, well, yeah. you can be the pizza pizza delivery boy and then you'll get the door slammed down you or, or else you might get a few of the girls that'll throw you in the pool or who knows, <laughs> I don't know. Jerry Whatever. eats cereal. He eats cereal, just to let you know, uh, Deborah. <laughs> he puts well, the cereal I'll... first and then pours the milk. <laughs> it's a, it's oh, a joke between mercy. us. <laughs> but I mean- Lord have mercy. Just... But back to your question, I would have to say my style is kind of like a, you know, I really love Shayna Baszler because she's a, you know, mm, tough yeah. fighter. I'm just, I was that my way. That's just my style. You know, you've got your Asuka and your Kati Sains and, 
Um, I just more of that, you know, not, of course I've seen a lot of girls, they all get, I, I want to wrestle them all, bring them. I mean, I'll, yeah, I'll, good for you. Okay. So, um, one more that will, cause the other questions you've kind of answered in our interview, but at what a day, Joe, he says, what is your opinion of women's wrestling in all other companies? Well, I'm, thank God there's other companies now. Hail right? fire. And yeah. thank God, thank God the, there's yeah. competition now. <laughs> That yes. made light of the other ones because, hey, they all exist and they all matter. Yeah. So, um, but again, what it did and what I really liked what happened to WWE is that because of all this other competition, boy, they really put, they look amazing. Hey, WWE yeah. looks amazing now. Their Fox channel, I was like, damn, woo, that's a hot <laughs> stuff right there. It's a but good change, I love yeah. that. I'm not just saying, I'm not, when I, I'll call it like I see it, but there's some good stuff. Now, AEW, I, I, I you know, I, I've been watching it here and there. Um, and uh, let's see. I'm a fan. Uh, in, I love their production. You know what production's even better? If you love old school, you check out the new NWA. Oh, I, yes. heard, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's my God, Vicky. Vicky, yeah. it is freaking, I watched, I mean, oh, my God. Yeah, so Dave Lagana and, and David Marcus yeah. and William Corbin, yeah. I mean, they're just doing an amazing job. They are. I was like, oh, my God, look what they pulled out of their ass. It's amazing. <laughs> and when I say pull out of their ass, I'm not talking about something that they just put together. I'm yeah. talking they've been at it for a couple of years. And look what came to fruition. See what happens when you actually yeah. do the work. Do I the know. Work. It's, it's always good for all the audience to have different companies that they love. And they can pick different people from everywhere and be a true wrestling fan. I think that's what it's all about is that there's something for everyone. You know, what I'm thinking is you guys are talking about all this. It's pretty amazing going back to what you said before, Medusa, about being so surprised that people kind of, when you came back for the Hall of Fame, that people remembered you and loved you and respected you. I think with the fans, it's the WWE Network and it's all these options that are bringing back fans of different eras and people are finding out not just you but i think even you know like your uh, you know by all accounts your buddy uh, who has his own podcast tony shivani's talked a lot about yeah. this Jim Ross yeah. has talked a lot about this and i think this would apply to you vicky there's a place for everybody who has been somebody in pro wrestling the fans remember people remember there's a place yeah. and people do love you guys it's just the matter of finding that that uh that spot that perfect spot to, to get back out there yeah thanks He's right you yeah know what? yeah that's a good that's thank a good god. opinion thank god for wwe to be the um start of you know the wwe network and the yeah. pioneer of all of that and because they have all the old stuff out there where people can go and um do some history and find out what yeah. wrestling is really about oh I'm, <laughs> and then um and know they're, you know, maybe hone in on their real craft and, you know, so a little bit of knowledge could be helpful, you know? Yeah, so I, I think competition is good. Yeah, it's good for yep. everybody and it keeps everyone on their toes. And I think that's, that's healthy for a business. Hey, hey, congratulations on everything that you're doing. I'm kind of watching on social media. I'm like your big cheerleader every time. I'm like, yeah. That's oh, really, that's thank you. Okay, so yes. uh, Deborah, we ask a, a funny question to all of our guests, and I have one just for you. Oh, and I know oh, it's going yay. to be amazing. Don't ask me the size of my feet, they're tens. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Wait. 
what's the weirdest thing a guest has done at your house? The weirdest She's thing speechless. a guest has done. No, no, I'm, I'm thinking um, because I'm a, I'm a part, uh, I'm a, this host person. So I go, we have these extravagant parties. Like I send out invitations maybe once or twice a year. And we have these big wine and cheese parties and, and, and they have to dress up like ball gala. And it's oh, just all these different I things. Go. Oh yeah. And then. Oh, yeah. And then one time I have like this Christmas thing and then I have this great New Year's and oh, my God. So the weirdest, <laughs> the weirdest thing I be I ready, think, Jerry, be ready. She's going to hit us hard. <laughs> no, I, the to cover my thing, ears. I think now I'm a, I'm an animal person, you know, uh-huh. I'm, I, I'm an animal. I, you know, I, I, I also groom dogs on, on the side for a living. I've been grooming dogs over 20 years. <laughs> but so I, I'm, I love animals. Right. Right. So, I mean, all all animals are welcome. But, I mean, you, you would, you know, when you go to someone's house, you'd usually have the courtesy to be pretty respectful, right? You just, whatever. You hope so. You hope so. so. You hope so. So, um, I have a friend, and um, this was a long time ago, and, and they, they came over. They brought their dar, dog, fairly big, and, you know, um, uh, and I've usually... Well, we'll get into that less some other time. But anyway, so their dog is fairly big. And so their dog is walking across the house and bigger dogs, bigger poop, right? So, okay. Oh. So, and I'm thinking, okay, and there's the dog just decided to squat in the middle of the house. And it's thank God for tile or marble, whatever. And the dog goes, <laughs> and just, I'm like, uh, and everyone's just standing there like, you know, it's an elephant in the room, and they're like, "Okay, who's picking this?" And I'm thinking, "Well, no one's like I pick on this." In fact, it starts. We're like, "Ooh," and then we're all like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then we leave the owner. Listen to that. You know, I'm running out because I'm ready to. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to bang. So, and so, I leave the house. Everyone kind of leaves and doing their thing back outside. And then they come back out. I mean, it's fairly quick, too. And so, I'm, you know, no one really thought. I didn't think anything. And I go back in the house. I go to open. I'm like, oh, it still stinks in here. Like, what the hell? And there's the crap still on my freaking <gasps> floor. They never yeah. cleaned it up. No. Shame, shame, shame. Not, and I'm like, and I kind of what? And I got, and I'm like, okay, this is a really good friend. What do I do? What do I do? I could get in my house. My, my drapes are front coming off the damn thing. I don't want the paint <laughs> feeling off. I don't know what to do. So I go back out and I'm like, you know, I just kind of look and they're just smiling, having a good time with their animals. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You know where the bathroom is. There's toilet paper. Couldn't ask for this. I'm just using a damn towel. I don't care. Pick it up. You know, and, and sure enough, I, you know. But yeah, that was that had to be the weirdest. I just thought that was strange. Why so would who, you pick who up dog shit? Who cleaned it up? Well, of course I did. And I, wow. I'm in there it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and my I don't God. know. I don't mean to be graphic or anything, but you know, we're talking about German Shepherd. I mean, just you I, know, I have it's a big not dog. just yeah. a one hand soup. You know, no, it, it's a mound <laughs> of it's a mound of poop. Yeah, poop. <laughs> So I hope I wow. really left you guys with a really great thought. You know, I love this. I I adore you, and I cherish oh. you as my friend. And 
I can't Jerry, wait to see you again. I know. It won't be a WWE okay. though, I don't think. <laughs> Do what? Do it what? Won't be, it won't be at a WWE event. I know that. <laughs> no, probably not. But, you know. No, but yeah, we'll, really we'll bump into each other. Yeah, we'll bump yeah, into we each other. Yeah, we will. I was really happy, though. I was really happy. They just came out with some new trading cards. I was like, wow, that was nice. I was like, all right. Woo. Nice. But, um, nice. I'll yeah, I'll go ahead and wrap it up. So my personal revolution is the documentary web series and um, we put it out there for a fundraiser on Indiegogo. So if you go to Indiegogo, um, Medusa or my personal revolution, make a donation, be great. Um, we're going to break it down because we're not going to hit what we need this time. And I, you know, everyone's asking like the trailers are remarkable. I can't wait to watch it. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, wow. And we get very little donation. And I'm yeah. thinking either, documentary web series things are just overly polluted people are just over it and like oh it's another story or you know I, I don't know what it is or people in our industry or people are just like oh just maybe scared shitless that you know they want nothing to do with it because they think that it's a lot of crap but well maybe there's not that much know. exposure on it I, you know it could be that people just really haven't paid attention to it but with our think, show yeah we're going to plug it for you when we, when we introduce your episode, it's going to, you know, when it airs, oh, we're going to, we're going to plug that. And I just adore you, Deborah. And thank you oh. for, I know you're busy and you got like 10 different jobs going on, but thank you for being with Jerry and I, because we love yes. what we're doing and um, we're just so happy. It's a lot of to, fun. Yeah. I, I'm, loving fun. This. I'm loving this and I, I adore you. Sure. And I wish you so much success. Thank you. I gotta go tap the kidney, guys. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> I got. I got to go. All right. I love you. you I Deborah. love you. I love you. And love it was great too. meeting you. And you if too. I see you, if I see you, dude, at at Vicky's and ours, a new legend house uh, thingy, <laughs> boy, that's it. We're gonna dress you up as a pool dude or something. All we okay. need is a camera, Deborah. It's all let we need is a camera. Man. Just yeah. let me in. <laughs> all okay. Night. All right. All right. Bye. Love you guys. See ya. Bye. 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 <laughs> All right, Vicky, that was something. She's incredible. I love her to death. She has so much wisdom and just, man, I, she's my mentor. I mean, my true, just, I love her to death. What a woman. I love Medusa. And just think of the life she's led. Think of all the things that she's accomplished, experienced, gone through. And she's still in that phase of her life. And I don't think it's ever going to go away where she still is committed to growing and learning and evolving and just being introspective, but also learning more and getting involved in different things in this world. It's really amazing. Yeah, such a great woman to keep reinventing herself. And I just, I, I'm learning from her and what the energy she has is incredible. And so I'm just honored that we got to have her on our show because that was a true fun interview from, from me. You want to talk about fun. We've been hearing from a whole lot of people about the fun that they've been having listening to our podcast each and every week. We're still so new. We're still so young, but we are developing uh, quite a loyal following. And so many of you, so good about reaching out, not only contacting us, but reviewing us, rating us, giving those five-star reviews because you believe that we've earned it. We appreciate it, and we want more of it, right, Vicky? Yeah, you know, Jerry, I mean, I, I'm so new to this, and I appreciate all your help and how you're showing me the podcast world and how it works, but without the fans, we can't do this. So if everyone could just listen to the interviews, 
listen for the, the huge announcements of the contest. You just have to listen to the interview, take a screenshot of, of you looking at the interview and send it to excuse me, Vicky at outlook.com. Give us your feedback and you will get an excuse me package from the random winner that we will pick. Yeah, we want to know that you guys are actually listening to and well, experiencing our shows, and we want your honest opinions. Do you love us? Are we five-star worthy? Or is there something that you'd like to see changed or improved or just something new that you'd like to see us do on this show in the weeks to come? Any guests that you have uh, in mind that you'd like us to try to invite on the show? Anything yeah, at all, reach out to us. Yeah, and no one can hurt my feelings. I, I, no one can piss me off. Just tell it how it is. We've all tried. <laughs> no, but thanks, everyone. Please submit your, your feedback. I, we're looking forward to it. And make sure you follow Vicky on social media. Uh, follow her on Twitter. Why don't you lay down your, your uh, social media? Where do they want oh to follow gosh. you? Twitter at Vicky Guerrero. Instagram, Guerrero underscore Vicky. Uh, go to my website, it, which is uh, Vicky, uh, dot Guerrero. Vicky.guerrero.net. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry, guys. Vicky.guerrero.net. And um, yeah, and look for our podcast on Facebook at Excuse Me, The Vicky Guerrero Show. And also, you can find Jerry Strauss on Twitter, my fabulous co host. I am fabulous. Thanks. You are. I, I appreciate you, Jerry. Okay. Later, dude. Later. Till next time. Amazon is hiring near you. Start as soon as seven days. No resume or experience required. Earn an additional $2 an hour through April. Health and safety are a top priority with all our roles and sites. And Amazon is taking precautions in our buildings to keep people healthy. Learn more or find a job now at Amazon.com apply. That's Amazon.com apply. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Grand Canyon University is Arizona's premier private Christian university committed to providing next-generation education. GCU offers over 200 academic programs, many in high-demand fields across nine colleges. We keep our rigorous curriculum relevant by partnering with industry leaders and advisory boards. Earn your degree online, in the evening, or on our vibrant Phoenix campus. Find your purpose at GCU, where advanced technologies drive education. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.